based off what Chloe just shared uh, just before she went out and then leave some time to worship at the end rather than do it the way around so I've got a word that I feel like God wants to share today but it's kind of it's also kind of tying into what we're going to be doing with Living Free the Living Free course so hopefully it'll give you a bit of a taster but this is not on the Living Free course this is not like Living Free course material but it's connected um it's a word of encouragement and I just hope that you receive it that way that's cool so I want to encourage you that you're on a journey you've always been on a journey you began you travelled a bit and now you're here but this is not the end we haven't got to the end I kind of um I want to just talk into that process a bit. When I was asking the Lord, like, what scripture have you got for us today? He kind of gave me a narrative rather than a specific verse. He was teaching me about the Israelites coming out of Egypt. As you know, in this uh, second book of the Bible, Exodus, is just, it follows that whole story. And it's what's really interesting is that God's people, Israel, they're enslaved in this place called Egypt. It's a place of bondage. It's a place of pain. It's a place of fear. It's a place of um, slavery. Domination. It's a place of um, being overwhelmed, not having any freedom at all. And God delivered them. He, he, he took them out of Egypt with his, as the Bible calls it, his strong arm. He showed himself to be strong and delivered them. But what's really interesting about when you read Exodus and, and beyond, and you go further into the books, is that Egypt doesn't completely leave Israel. There's still there's still a process that happens in the hearts of um, the Israelites where they are free. They are free men and women. They're not in they're not they're not called slaves anymore. They're not dominated. They're not powerless anymore. But they still live in a sense of powerlessness. They still respond to situations like they are still slaves. And so I just want to encourage you, like that is, it's kind of like, it's not kind of like, that's, that speaks into our process too. Jesus he initiated our salvation. He, he called us by name. He, he saved us. We are his. Our identity has changed. It has literally changed. We belong to him. But there's still a process. There's still a journey. We see that in the disciples' Um, that followed Jesus there's a journey Jesus called Peter the rock on which I'll build my church but that was that was a process for him too he had one of the lowest moments when he he denied he denied Jesus three times so he wasn't 
he wasn't the rock straight away. That was his identity. That was definitely who he was. But there is a process of coming out. There's a process that needs to happen. There's a coming out of Egypt, if you like, that needs to happen. And so today I just want to share a bit of my journey because I think it's important to do that. I think it's important because my, sharing my testimony can give you hope, can give everyone hope. It can like, if you know what he's done for me, he can do it for you. What's the verse about the spirit of, t- uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy? I think that's in Revelation. And that's the same here. So as I testify to what Jesus has done in my life, just receive that as prophecy into your own life. But what's, what's true for Joseph can also be true for me. I'm not standing here like I've got all the answers and I know everything, but I've had breakthrough. I've had healing. I've had massive breakthrough in my life, which I'm so grateful to God for. The fact that I'm standing in front of you right now talking to you is a massive sign of breakthrough. So I just want to encourage you today. Cool. One testimony that I didn't, really didn't want to tell you, but I couldn't shake it, so I'm going to have to share it. Uh, ever since I can remember, I don't know why. Alex is going to break mine. Tightening it. I don't know how to do it. Is it this bit? Ever since I can remember, I've I've just always struggled with rejection since I was small. I don't know why. Don't know what happened. Don't know when it started. Doesn't really matter, really. But um, actually, that's not true. Probably doesn't matter. Yeah, thanks. And um, but in in sense that. Yeah, and growing up, I didn't know that it was a big part. I didn't know that I struggled with rejection until looking back. And um, we're going to be looking at different, I suppose, different um, parts of the the Egypt mindset, if you like, going back to that that first metaphor that I shared. And it, it does play a, it does play out um, in our lives in different ways. So growing up feeling rejected or just I just felt really inferior I felt really um, I didn't always I would I would rarely bring myself into a situation I'd rather I'd, I'd rarely speak my mind I didn't really think that what I had was worth sharing um, I didn't really try much I was I wasn't very ambitious um and it, it, it was I didn't I wasn't very confident. But my testimony today is that over a long period of time, different moments, different encounter, different moments of encounter with Jesus, God has addressed that in my heart, and He's still addressing it today. He's He speaks words of life to me, defining words about who I am that I hold on to, 
but it means that now I don't live out of rejection, but I live out of complete acceptance. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I um, I remember one time, it sounds a bit arrogant, but I had such healing in this moment. I remember one time I joked with Tom, Tom Morris. I um, I said, uh, I can't remember who it was I met. I just, I said, hi, I'm Joseph and the pleasure is yours. <laughs> and, and I didn't, it just came out. And I didn't mean it in an arrogant way at all. But I believed it, you know, for the first time. I believed it. You like that, Michael? And Tom loved it. He was like, yeah. It is, Joe. It is their pleasure. Because it is. Yeah. I was hoping Tom would be here for that. Never mind. Um, So the story that, that Jesus highlighted when I was waiting on him for today was um oh boy yeah he's so good so growing up I was a bit mad for football well, I was pretty crazy for football uh, I would think dream read about it talk about it I'd have my own little formations you know get my big heads in a row and give them a team talk and and even my food, you know, moving around, I might create a back four with my vegetables. Anyway, um, Andy knows. All right. Um, but I wasn't very confident, as I, as I explained. So at school, you know, I was very quietly confident I was good at football, but very, very quietly confident. And uh, what that meant was that when I was about, I don't know, eight or nine, coming to the pl- school playground, everyone would stand on this wall and then the, the confident children would be like, right, I'm a captain, you're captain, we're going to pick the teams. And without fail, like, I was normally last and I could never understand it and I didn't want to stand on the wall. I was just like, oh, but I wanted to play. So you have to stand on the wall. And... Uh, and as a kid, you kind of just take it, don't you? You just kind of go, yeah, that's just how it is. A few years later, I was about 17. About 17, I was praying with mum one day. And uh, I totally wasn't thinking about that. I was not thinking about football in the playground. But as we were praying, I felt Jesus say, he brought that situation to mind. and said, if I was captain... I would choose you. And I was like, that's random. And then he then touched on something in my heart, and I cried, man. I tell you, I blubbered, man. But it was beautiful because there was, there was healing that came in. And to, I, know, I, I realized the reason why I didn't want to share that story is because it sounds a bit like, but it's real. Like, that was a deep wound in my heart of rejection and uh, you know not being picked you know I'm sure maybe you've got stories like that as well but that that had a real deep root and it wasn't the only thing but that day Jesus just wanted to highlight that one thing and later on years later he then would say and by the way I am your captain and I have chosen you 
he kind of added to the testimony. And that was part of my healing journey. That was part of me learning that I'm accepted. I am... I belong to Jesus. I am fully, fully embraced by Jesus. And I don't know. I don't know if Jesus ever played football, but I'm sure we will at some stage. But like, you know, that would be cool, actually. Just a but what I want to say to you is that whatever situation, whatever your life, whatever you've gone through, Whatever has happened to you, whatever has been spoken to you, whatever you've been born into, whatever has been out of your control, in your control, whatever has happened, past, present, future. Jesus has a personal defining word for your life. He has a specific defining word for your life. And there'll be multiple. There'll be multiple moments when Jesus speaks into your heart and he will say, like, like in this situation, I have chosen you. And it will speak specifically to your heart. Now, obviously, that I gave a really specific one for me. You know, if you're not into football, who cares, right? But I was, and I and I wanted to be, I wanted to be seen, I wanted to be believed in, and I wanted to be. Like I said, I secretly thought I was pretty good. But I want to encourage you that that Jesus. I kind of see it like a shirt, or like a hat, or like a like a garment. He wants to give you a word that you can wear so that when lies come that are like, that come, come against that, you can be like, uh, no, this is who I am. This is who I am. And it gives you something to fight with. It gives you something to stand on. And um, you know, part of the living free, we do something called original design prayer. And it's a really beautiful prayer. And the question is, Jesus, how did you make this person? When you made this person, what did you have in mind? What was the design? And it's beautiful because it's positive. It's affirming. And it's specific. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will bring up some really random stuff. Um, the last time I did Living Free, the bloke I was sat across said, Joe, I've just got this picture of a booming cannon. And I thought, no, that can't be me. I'm not a booming cannon. I'm quite quiet. And he said, it's not to do, and as we prayed about it, it was like, your voice is a booming cannon. Because when you speak, things break. It's, there's power in your voice. That when you fire, a, like like how you fire a cannon, it pierces and blows stuff up. <laughs> My voice does that, and I, initially I just thought that's ridiculous, but then I just I let the word sit and I just waited on God, and and it's encouraged me. I said, Lord, you've you've made me, you've made me a man of authority, you've made me so that when I speak, things change, and that. I don't need to be loud, rah, rah, rah. But actually, when I speak, because I speak with authority, things change. And so I've been able to take that and, and, and just I made a note of it. And occasionally, I'll just read it, and I'll just like, okay. Um, and I found it really affirming. 
And um, and uh, early on, when 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 uh, when when Jesus would affirm me, he would refer to me as a, being a father. And what was weird about it was because he would say it when I was very young, like again, teens, early teens. And he spoke into my identity as a father. And again, that just really just ministered to me and prepared me for for who I am. It's not that I need to have my own biological children to be a father, but I can be a father now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to testify today. I'm just so grateful for what Jesus has done in my life. I don't want to ramble too much, but um, I just want to give you a snippet because he really has done some beautiful things in my heart. And I know he's done some beautiful things in your heart too. And he will continue to do that. He hasn't finished. And the beautiful thing is that I, you know, I've always been Joseph Davies. You know, I've always been me. But now I kind of feel more me. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel more who I am. I feel more confident. I feel like, not arrogant, but just like assured. I am confident in who I am. I don't need to apologize for who I am. Like, and maybe maybe saying the pleasure is yours is probably a little bit too far. But I was sort of expressing how I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's so good that you get to meet me today. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't have told you that oh man but it was it was for freedom that Christ set us free he came for freedom the heart and the message of his life was freedom he didn't come so that we could get our ticket so we could sneak into the back door of heaven and go yeah I'm here he wants to make us like him the goal is Christ's likeness True freedom does set us free. And a beautiful part of this course is that um, you get given this uh, Christian birthright, and it's just a whole list of scripture of who you are, for, and it's equivalent for every believer. And, you, and part of the session is, is about kind of like, is wearing it. Like, how can we wear this daily? But I also want to add to that. I want to say that freedom is a person. Freedom is a person. His name is Jesus. When we encounter Jesus, he sets us free. He addresses something in us. When we are never the same after we encounter Jesus. You can count on me again and again and again. And each time that we do, he makes us more like him. We've got to keep going back just got to keep going back I made some slides yeah the gospel of John you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and if the sun sets you free you are truly free Uh, a theologian that I've grown to like Scott McKnight he said we became he became what we are so that we could become what he is and I love that. Yeah. 
So, so this Living Free, it is a course, but it's kind of not a course. It's a cultural thing. It's about um, the first part of the course. Let me just get to it. The first part of the course is um, focusing on who you are. So the first two sessions are created with a purpose and then hearing God's voice in original design. So the first half, we are just purely going after who does God say you are? Who does he say you are? Let's just be really clear about that. And we want to ensure, we want to encourage you that you can hear his voice. Like as a 17-year-old boy, just being able to hear his voice and say, if I was a captain, I would choose you, was so significant for me. And I want to encourage you that you can hear his voice. You can hear his voice. If you belong to Jesus, you can hear his voice. And actually, it turns out, even if you haven't given your life to Jesus, he still speaks to you as well. So this is for everyone. And the second half, it's a bit like it's the so, so that. It's the, so now that you're walking with Jesus and you know who you are, what does that mean? What does that mean? How does that play out for the rest of my life? How does that play out in every single day of my life, in every conversation? How does that play out in every decision, in every moment? And um, so session session three is one world, two realms. It's just looking at the reality that there is a spiritual realm. And we've I've kind of partnered that with authority in Christ. So as we look at the spiritual realm, I want us to be confident where we stand in it, that we don't need to fear, but we need to know. We need to understand what authority we have. We need to know how we pray and how we kind of, where we fit within that. Session four is beautiful as well. Walking into freedom and in the opposite spirit. There are times in our life where maybe a lie or the someone might come to you and treat you in a way that is not in line with who you are and that's life but it happens this is about what, how we respond to that how can we walk in the opposite spirit to what someone is coming up against so it's super practical and, uh, and the last one Kingdom Advancing I've invited a, f- a friend called Lawrence from South Wales to come and teach that one but that's about how that plays out in everyday life. I've also invited Annie and Silas Crawley to come and teach as well. Do you remember those guys? They went on the weekend away with them. Can I get some nods? Yep, good. They're going to be help, helping us out with the teaching, particularly with session three and four. So, so I hope that whets your appetite a little bit. It's for freedom that Christ set us free. We've been delivered from Egypt. We've been delivered. Now let's deal with the Egypt that's inside. Let's deal with the bondage. Let's deal with the fear. Let's deal with the rejection. Let's deal with the pain. Let's not let that affect us anymore. Let's not let that affect our families and our friends anymore. But let's turn that around. Let that. Let your healing become your authority. Amen. Thanks, Mum. So, 
I just thought it'd be really good just to do it this way around because now I would like us to spend some time with Jesus and worship and just be in his presence. And uh, just like Chloe was saying, like, let's just go there. Tell you what, guys, I have never needed this more in my life. I've never need th- needed this more. Like, this is essential. Knowing who you are, knowing whose you are, is vital. Without him, I'm lost. Without an encounter with Jesus, I feel empty. So I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saying all this in humility. I'm saying all this to encourage you to, to join me in, in this journey. Jesus has initiated a relationship with us and he hasn't stopped. Amen.